Nick, welcome to another Grey Cup. Uh, this is not something that is new to you. What is different about this one? I mean, you're back in the same damn city that you were a couple <laughs> years ago. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's another opportunity to come out here and compete. Um, you know, obviously we're playing a different team. We're in the same city, but yeah. hopefully it's going to be the same outcome. We're is, going to work hard to make sure it happens. Is there any deja vu to it? Like, I, I find it interesting when you're going in the same situation, the same hype. I mean, they, they've tried as much as they possibly can to tweak things mm -hmm. so that it feels slightly different. But, I mean, I would imagine for you that even on warm-up, you're going to be looking around being like, Damn, I feel like I was just here kind of. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, yeah, coming to this city, uh, of course, you know, it's a lot of similarities, but... At the end of the day, I mean, it's the great cup. Yeah. You know, this is what we work to get to. So I can't let all that stuff, you know, get on my emotional side. You know, just got to stick to the process, come in here composed and, uh, and play our games. I hate that I haven't had many of you guys' games this year. I've been watching from afar for the most part in terms of play-by-play, -play, obviously watching every game on TV. But the way that you guys have been able to just, like, ride with the punches and take them and, and keep going, it's the reason why dynasties don't exist. Right, is that you end up getting everybody's best punch. And I know that you answer that question every single week, but the thing I love about this is that you guys have just taken it in stride where you expect it. And when you do get the other team's best punch in a variety of different ways, I even think about Montreal in Montreal in the first right. half where it's right. back and forth. Right. You're like, shit, we don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a, it's a great quote from Mike O'Shea himself. It's like, you know, any situation, it's perfect. You yeah. know, so no matter what happens, you know, you just got to ride the wave. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. Just got to find a way to win, um, whatever it takes. I mean, that's kind of our, our motto this year. Um, you know, just just get it done. However, however it looks. You know, no matter if they do A or if they do B. You know, we're gonna come in there and, and we're gonna we're gonna tackle it either way. What did you learn from playing Montreal this year that you think will help you going into this one? Yeah, you know what, we played Montreal both times at the start of the season. So, uh, you know, I don't think we saw their their true identity, if if I may. Um, yeah. Right now, they're they're really found the rhythm. They're fast. They're physical. They love to rally the ball. They turn the ball over like crazy, get to the quarterback. I mean, they're doing everything a defense is supposed to do right now. So um, it's going to be a great challenge. We, we got our definitely our work cut out for them. But, you know, we're going to prepare and we're going to come out there and play good football. I know that you are obviously somebody who knows the absolute inside and out of the CFL. But were you watching the East Final at any point or did you rewatch the West Final? Whether it's like almost as a fan where you're seeing – the way the game was unfolding, and you're going, what the hell is going on? Honestly, I just got right to work. Uh, I watched the East Final, but I didn't watch Montreal's offense yeah. <laughs> or, or special teams. I just watched the defense. Um, so, yeah, but, you know, the turnovers that they're creating, I mean, you know what, they're definitely they're definitely doing it. Um, yeah, they had a bunch of playmakers out there. They're, they're doing a great job. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you know, kudos to them. Hats off to them. They're, they look like a great defense right now, as I said, and we're definitely going to have our work cut out for them. What, at this point in your career, are you enjoying the most? Because there has to be some element of joy that's involved with this, right? Because I think a lot of people, especially when you're making it to the Grey Cup as consecutively as you guys have, again, kind of unheard of, but when you're doing that, I feel like sometimes people get lost in the success and don't actually have moments to appreciate it. Does Osh put that in perspective for you, or does that is that just internal that you have to kind of be like, okay, this is why I love doing what I do? I think the biggest moment of appreciation is, you know, once you get to, to hoist the trophy. And, uh, you know, everything that we do throughout the year, I mean, we put it all on the line for our teammates. And uh, that's just kind of it. You know, we all have one goal. You know, it's not to – not to do little personal goals or, you know, not to go win a certain amount of games. It's to win the game that matters and get, and how do you get to the game that matters? So right. 
for us, I mean, you know, you, you look back, of course, because, you know, we're all human at the end of the day. You look back at, you know, accomplishments throughout the season, but the big spectrum of everything that's happening this year is to, to, ho to hold that trophy up, up uh, above your head at the end of the year. So, you know, all those memories that, that, that you have to make, you know, you're going to look back at it at that moment, but you just can't. You can't let the highs get too high, you know, yeah. and uh, that's the way that we look at it. I know uh, from watching the way that they use you, whether it was Lapo and now Buck and all the rest, that, like, you do a little bit of everything. I, I always love asking people this, and Dwayne Ford always does this with him. We're on our Zoom calls talking with people is he'll say to a defensive end who's having a great season, like Lorenzo Malden last year or something, he'll go, would you rather have a sack, a fumble, or an interception? And usually the answer for those guys is, can I just have them all in the same play, yeah. right? Like, can I just <laughs> no, create no. a turnover and score or whatever? Because <laughs> uh, they're just hungry for all of it and greedy. But for you... I know that you don't have an absolute favorite where, you know, I'd rather line up in the backfield than be a receiver. I'd rather be an inside slot than an outside slot. But what is the thing where, and obviously without saying the play call, a play, play call comes in to you and Zach's calling it. And before you even break the huddle, you're like, oh, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're like, this is, this is what I do. Like, this is where I'm in my most comfortable because everybody as a player has those preferences right. of the way that, like, even as a quarterback in university, I used to get a call on second and 10. And in, my gut instinct was either, oh, God, that's a terrible call, or, oh, I'm about to mess this bleep right, up. Yeah, like, yeah, th this, yeah, is yeah. My, this is my call. <laughs> so what is, that, what is that for you? Honestly, it's probably like, a, probably like a seam read. You know what I mean? Like where it's like. The old rap nine? Yeah, you know, like <laughs> uh, even though it might not be the coverage that we want, there's, pro there's still a way to, like, find the coverage. You know what I mean? Right. So probably something like that. Just, you know, know that there's, like, you know, out of these two, three coverages – I'll be able to get the ball. So it's something like that, or else, honestly, just like a handoff off the backfield, knowing that the ball is coming that. into yeah. Because I mean, my favorite thing about this game is just making people miss. I mean, that's 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 why I play this game: make people miss, <laughs> make people look silly, and um, score, and score. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, so you know, anytime, anytime I can get the ball in my hands, you know, I'm I'm, I'm happy about it. That's all. It, it is great when I see you know they bump out Brady or something, and all of a sudden you're flashing into the backfield. And I'm like, okay, this isn't. 100% of what's going to happen, but I'm like, there's two eventualities here. One is, Nick is just going to get it and try to beat the shit out of somebody <laughs> in front and make juke him and make him miss. The other eventuality here is that they're going to play off of that tendency, and Zach's just going to try to hit a home run right. to, to Sheet or, yep. or Dalton. Yep. Or you know what I mean? Like, it's, they use you in a way that I honestly don't think anybody in the league gets used. And, and full transparency, at the start of the year, TSN, we're going through our pro football focus, you know, here's access to the website and how you can use some of these statistics. And the guy from PFF doesn't know much about the CFL. He's just yeah. like, you know, they're techie. And he goes, who's, um, who's somebody who gets used in a bunch of ways? And everybody on the TSN call goes, Dembski. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they're like, okay, so let, let's go back and see, you know, where he lined up and we'll show you how to sort for, and, you know, the different ways he's being used and all the rest. Do you wear that as a badge of pride where people know that your game is basically characterized by that multiplicity? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say a badge of pride, but, you know, I definitely am honored uh, to be able to be used like that because, I mean, you know, obviously you have to be a smart player to be to be used like that yeah. and be put in a bunch of different spots. So, for me, you know, I know I have a lot of trust in, in Osh and Buck. Uh, Lapa, when he was here, I know I have a bunch of trust in Zach. So, for me to just kind of go out there and play freely and go in a different bunch of spots, I mean, it definitely makes the game more fun that way. Last one for you. Tell me somebody on your defense – uh, that you think could play Grey Cup hero? Because there's always a play. We always talk about offenses 
hopefully you get into the end zone. A lot of Canadians will be happy about that, whether they're Bombers or Alouettes fans. It's like people like pulling for you because they enjoy the way you play the game and what you represent. But then there's always somebody on defense who just jumps off, and by the end of the game, we're always in the discussion of, like, are, are they most outstanding Canadian? Yeah, are they yeah. going to be the Great Cup MVP? All the rest. Who's somebody that you think has that in them to go and, and make a major difference in this Great Cup against Montreal's offense? You know what? I think our defense is just filled with dogs. Yeah. Let me just put that out there. Yeah. But um, I feel like Brandon Alexander is going to come out and have a great game tomorrow, yeah. or not tomorrow, on Sunday. You know, he's uh, – He's been doing it all year, disrupting over the middle. But I feel like, you know, there's a, there's going to be something special that happens this week. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. And, and I love that as well because one of the things that got lost in the wash of the way that 2021 ended at Tim Hortons Field was obviously Brandon getting injured. Right, right, like at right. the end of that yep. game where yep. it's like everybody's celebrating and going crazy. And, then, and, yeah. and, and like the human <laughs> element of it for me is I'm standing on the sidelines next to Kyle Walters watching Tim White take a knee and Kyle going, hmm, that's interesting. And then I'm also watching Brandon get injured at the end and it's just every, everybody's in celebration mode, which right. is natural. Right. But yeah, I love that answer because if he were to go and have a game, that it wouldn't exactly be a redemption, but I feel like it would be pretty symbolic for him to have success no in this game on the right? same so, field yes awesome. sir yeah. thank you nick appreciate, hey, appreciate it man it. yeah it's yeah. great to chat with you thank you all right demario i've been uh enjoying your game from afar throughout the year i cover mostly games in the east unfortunately so i've been enjoying it on television but uh, i want to talk with you for a couple minutes about the art of the interception because leading the canadian football league in interceptions as a defensive back is that's no joke man like there's a lot of ball hawks in this league as you know right what has allowed you this season to turn so many opportunities into tangible takeaways that have helped your team have success? Um, I would say, firstly, just being in the right positions, um, communicating, preaching out with uh, my teammates around me. Film study also helps. Um, but just knowing whenever the ball's in the air, just had that mindset that it's, it's mine yeah. at the end of the day. So whether I got a high point to or beat the receiver out of a break and just get into the ball. Just at the end of the day, just making sure that I win my my uh, my one-on-one and just get the ball. The guys that you line up across from week after week, you're always going to get the best, you know, the best athlete, the longest, the most athletic, all the rest. Who's the guy that, in full transparency, you've lined up across from this year and you've been like, oh, hell, he's a monster. Like, is there any – and I know that you don't have that mentality of being scared because defensive backs, you have to have that almost, like, blind belief that you're always going to create turnovers. But is there somebody you've lined up across from this year where you've just gone, man, that, that dude is a beast and I got my work cut out for me? I would definitely say Austin Mack. He, he definitely really? – Yeah, I, I would say Austin yeah. Mack. Um, I know we we went up against each other twice – um, but he's definitely physical. He he runs good routes, I, I would say that, and he has good speed. So um, definitely a good matchup, and just for us to, you know, meet up in the Great Cup and go up against each other. So it, it's going to be a good one. Yeah, that's awesome. And, yeah. and, and because I've covered so many games in the East, I've had a chance to talk to Austin a decent amount this year. The thing that he told me he prides himself on the most is, you know, whether he's running a, a comeback, a 12-yard dig, whatever it might be, He's just like, you know, I set it up like you're talking about with the route running. And then he's like, but what I really pride myself in is when I make my break, like I explode out of it. And yeah. he, he always says, like, I try to create as much separation as I possibly can 
in the first two steps coming out of my break. He's like, it doesn't matter whether I'm going stutter and go. Like I said, those ins, those outs, those curls. For you, what, what gives you the belief that you're like, yeah, he's a beast, he's difficult to play against, but I can still get done what I need to to help our team? Like, how do you approach him as an individual? Um, just making sure that I win the body, the body uh, control. Just making sure that I'm in his, his back pocket or I'm, I'm with him every step of the way. And as long as I'm beside him, I give myself a good chance to win my one-on-one. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, the way that I've, I've watched Richie Hall's defense really in this four-year stretch where the Bombers have been to so many great cups is that like, he puts guys, as you're saying, in good positions to make plays, but you still have to take advantage of them. Mm-hmm. Like I say, you've been able to do that with the amount of interceptions that you've had, but what do you think characterizes? Like, What is the identity for you of the Winnipeg defense going into this great cup? Um, just eliminating mistake mistakes. Just trying to get better from last week. We, you know, played pretty dominant last week, but we left some things out on the field that we need to work on and that we're gonna work on, so that we're one play better, one step better, um, for the Grey Cup. And that's just I don't look at it just as defense wise. I look at it as defense, special teams, and uh, offense as well. This whole team just trying to get one step better, one play better, um, and just eliminate mistakes. A lot of guys that are in your situation, whether it's being a statistical leader, voted an all-star, like being on a great cup team, all the rest, there's a lot of ego that comes with that. I've never had the chance to talk to you before. You're a super low-key guy. Yeah, I really am. Where where does that come from? Um, people say I get it from my dad. Yeah? Um, he's real chill, laid back, and low-key, and I I'm kind of like that. I'm, if to be honest, I'm really like quiet and shy, and you know. So you must love media day. Yeah, I, I, I like <laughs> to be in front of the camera, but you know, I'm I'm real quiet. Yeah. But you know, I can. This type of situation, I like the cameras in front of me and stuff, and you know. Uh, I don't know. That's great. Well, yeah. Silent Assassin coming up on, on Great Cup Sunday, man. Yes, sir. And congratulations on a fantastic season. Enjoy the week. Don't forget to enjoy it. Of course. And then I'm make, soaking it all in. Make some plays on Sunday. Go get you another one, okay? Yes, sir. Appreciate awesome. you. Awesome. Thanks, both.